irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Riley's Law, this week's stories here on Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio and William Mayoff. Riley's Law has been introduced to the California Assembly to protect abused animals in criminal proceedings. Are Stella McCartney's goods in t- good intentions a bit foolish? Also, from flower petals to vegan leather. Hello, I'm William Mayoff. And I am Nancy DeFabio, and today is Sunday, March 1, 2020, and William just gave you uh, a preview of this week's stories. Um, and of course, our uh, Nancy's March producer- 8th. You said oh, March so- 1. It's March 8th. Okay, I'm living in the change. past. I live in the past. It's that time stupid change. time change. Spring ahead, fall back. You sprung ahead. And Dale Chadwick is here, and I Dale. got his name right. You got my name. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals, and the topics range from animals in science, to animals in entertainment, to animals in religion, to animals in agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives, and this show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world, and from that information, you can draw your own conclusions. Our special guest today is William Wheaton. He has a he is going to be um, talking to us from Las Vegas. He is a podcaster, and he has a show, a podcast called Vegan Talk with William Wheaton. And I look forward to talking to him. I think he has a few interesting things to offer us. Nancy. Yes. Is this the same Will Wheaton who was on Star Trek The Next Generation? It could be. Well, that's really <laughs> friggin' exciting. Are you kidding me? It's, it's not the same guy, is it? I don't think so. Well, there was a Will Wheaton who did for yeah. The Next well, Generation. Well, we never know. There are a lot of uh, we'll ask him. former uh, we'll ask TV him. people who live in uh, in Vegas now. That, that's so a, that's we'll the ask same him. Name. That's a very good question to ask. I didn't think to ask him. You're more TV savvy than I am. Well, the other guy's name was Will Wheaton, not William Wheaton. Well, we'll see. Maybe William, Willie, yeah. whatever. And they have the new Picard show that came on to CBS. Yes, I wonder brand have new. To, so if I find time to watch television, I'll make sure to watch right. that. And anyway. apparently there's a whole wave, because we're, we're, we're really topical this show, okay? okay? We're just right on the money, always, yeah. to the minute, the latest and the newest. Okay. So people en masse are stopping their consumption of Corona beer because they don't want to get the coronavirus. We live among geniuses. Yeah. Beautiful. Definitely high IQ That's people. something. But, you know, if that saves people drunk driving and there's less DUIs, hey, so be it. Yes. Stop drinking Corona beer, be less spread of the coronavirus. Oh, there you good. go. Yeah. Just it's genius. We'll save and some human and animal lives, Absolutely. Too. No, just stop eating those birds and... Bats. And wild animals, even though China now uh, has uh, outlawed the... Um, Bat The soup. trade of Bat uh, soup? wild animals so we'll see how that goes well that'll be our story next week we'll go into a little bit of detail about that so before we get started with the news uh, an old man and a little boy they were on a donkey and they were on their way to town and they passed by a group of people who said what a shame that for uh what a shame for that old man to be walking while that perfectly able-bodied young boy is riding that donkey so the boy got off the donkey and the old man got on they later passed by some more people who said, why should that little boy have to walk when that when they have a donkey to ride on? So the little boy got on the donkey, and the old man got on the donkey, and they both rode on the donkey. After a while, they passed some more people, and they overheard the people say, that poor donkey must be exhausted from carrying two people. So the little boy and the old man picked up the donkey and started to carry the donkey. As they were carrying the donkey across a bridge, the weight of the animal became just too unbearable. The animal slipped from their grasp, and the donkey went over the side of the bridge into the water and unfortunately drowned. So, what is the moral of the story? If you try to please everyone, you'll eventually lose your ass. 
Not your top five, Nancy. Not your top five. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's true. Let's not try to please everyone, you know. Well, you eventually lose your ass. I've been, I've been, I've been rekindling the one there with uh, that duck was preparing to cross the road, and the chicken went and saved the duck and said, "Don't start that again. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare cross that street, right? The road. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that the re- yeah, yeah, recounting yeah, of that?" Yeah. So the chicken went ran over to the duck who was about don't to cross it, the road. Don't, don't do, do it, it, man. Don't do it, man. Right? That's a good one, too. Yeah, when they're really good, I, I spend the whole week telling people, breaking the ice with that. Breaking the ice. So, uh, you know, abused animals may soon have a courtroom animal advocate in California. Assembly member Adrian Nazarian has introduced Assembly Bill AB 2645, also known as Riley's Law. This would allow the appointment of courtroom advocates to represent the interest of an animal in a criminal proceeding. During trials, defense attorneys have a duty to their clients, while prosecutors have a duty to the state. But non-human animal victims' need, needs are usually overlooked. The proposed law would allow judges to appoint advocates at any time during a criminal proceeding. Advocates would be comprised of pro bono attorneys or supervised law students. Advocates can be appointed at any point after an animal cruelty proceeding starts and are appointed entirely at the judge's discretion. The advocate's duty would be to speak for the needs and interests of an animal crime victim. These needs center on the animal's health and well-being as well as the prevention of future animal cruelty. For example, kittens born to a cat held as evidence will need to be placed in homes and dogs used in fighting will undergo rehabilitation. The first courtroom animal advocate program was enacted in 2016 in the Constitution State, otherwise known as Connecticut, also known as Desmond's Law. Connecticut's law gives animals a voice in the courtroom. The law is named in honor of a dog, Desmond, who was starved and severely abused before being strangled to death. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. And Riley's Law is named in honor of a dog who was severely abused as a puppy, suffered... um, a broken jaw, acid burns on his face and body. But he was rehabilitated. He was adopted out to a beautiful family um, by, uh, I think it was the Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation. I think they're also sponsoring this new bill. And they're a San Fernando Valley-based dog rescue, by the way. Um, actually, What's in, their in, name? The you know name their of name? The, uh, it's Animal, the Dog Rescue? Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation. And uh, they, I think, uh, they and Assemblymember Adrian Nazarian are behind this bill. And this, you know, this kind of animal uh, animal advocacy program is similar to having um, uh, a person represented to, a person appointed to represent children and social services. Like a guardian ad litem or something like that. Yeah, children who, who are, you know, from abused families or... Um, need uh, need an advocate in a courtroom. Right. So it's, huh. they'll do the same for and It's a long time coming. And the federal court did this in 2007 um, in the Michael Vick dog fighting case. A federal judge appointed a guardian at Lightham, and this guardian was tasked with uh, with making um, recommendations to the court for um, the disposition of each mm. of the seized dogs. Uh, they evaluated the dogs and. Um, Fifty dogs were seized, I think, and uh, they were uh, saved. They were put, you know, they were rehabilitated thanks to this uh, program. But I'm really impressed. I mean, I have a lot of bad things to say about California, but they've introduced. In the we're often trendsetters really, here. We are, you know, yes. Key as far as animal of rights legislation in September yeah. of last year, um, California became the first to completely ban the sale of fur, um, and I think also in 2019. Uh, banned California banned fur trapping. Uh, the use of wild animals was banned last year. But uh, who initiated in California? Do you have a certain entity that we can give they, credit to or recognition? They usually most. Uh, it all depends. For example, uh, it would be like for for banning fur would be a fur uh, charity or fur a, a, a fur banning nonprofit. But if we can get the specific entities who initiate these initiatives and give them credit or yeah. mention their website, 
then they could be a 501c and smile.amazon.com. Yeah, all of them are 501c, but they all come we together. Can, we uh, should plug you know, them. Wildlife protection people, there are a few... Um, we should Few plug them. them that will band There's a together. lot of people with spare change that want to toss it their way. and Yeah. You well, know. in this particular instance, uh, it is uh, the Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation, and they are in San Fernando Valley. And so Google them. Rescue. And they Google saved them. Riley. They're behind this new legislation. Uh, and Beautiful actually, uh, the California has proposed a ban to, ban, um, to outlaw school dissection. Dissection of School of Frogs. We had a guest. We had a guest once on our show, Animal News Magazine, who uh, who uh, I don't know who it was, Nancy, but uh, we could check the archives, Dale, and uh, she came on, and uh, she she said there's so many other ways to you know yes. to stimulate that interest yeah, on yeah, the part yeah. of kids, elementary school kids. You don't have to take no, you don't have a frog and start poking them. It was it. Yeah, she, it was a beautiful Kirk. person. Yeah, yeah, beautiful person. She recommended that veggie fish there. Yeah, sea tin. They got to change the name. Dale tried it, it and I tried day. it too. It was delicious. The, the fish. It was like, it was Gardein. Like, yeah, yeah. G A R D E I N. Yeah, it was good. Breaded good. Yeah. 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 fish sticks. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, with a little yeah. bit of lemon juice on there. Yummy. Yeah. Anyway, and we got some British emails and from some beautiful Britain and Wales, and they mentioned that that they when they they go. They buy that Guardian product somehow. They sell it in England? And they said it's so similar to the original fish and chip okay. stuff. I know we have listeners in England. We have listeners we, in Iran, believe it or not. We do. Czechoslovakia. The Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah, Czech the Czech Republic. Republic. Yeah. Well, yes. The Iranian ones are really incredible. Yeah, right. You know I'm what like, it's amazing that... Uh, what are their emails? Know, I know we have a lot in, from Canada, and we have a handful That's in nice. Italy, but, you know, all the way from... It's like, I'm impressed. We welcome so. we welcome input from all across the Absolutely. globe. Absolutely. We're all, we're all in it together. We're in it together. It's a communal thing. Correct. And, and if we could advance interests of fairness and these animals who can't speak for themselves. That's but, right. Nancy, we're talking justice. We're talking advocates. You have a T-shirt of... Uh, a whole jury panel yes. that has a whole bunch of doggies. Yes. And I think there's a dog on trial, and it's a jury of his jury peers. Jury of my peers. So at least it was a dog being tried by a whole bunch of other dogs and not cats. Yes. Or some other Correct. antagonistic species to the doggies. Well, it's symbolic. Yeah, it's you beautiful. Know, it's like a jury of cats, you know. It's so it's cool. rendering sentence on a dog. You know, right. that, I think that's the system that we have, but that's another conversation altogether. So and last week, Paris Fashion Week, <clears throat> we have to tell you, though, that in light of this coronavirus stuff that's going around, there are really an- anomalies and weird things going on. They're having soccer games in Italy with no audience, no spectators. If you guys haven't heard this worldwide... The show it, must go on. Yeah, is that, that, that's kind of strange. And the soccer players, uh, calling them football in Europe, they must be weirded out. I don't, I think audience. it's a fashion yeah. week without an audience. Yeah. You know, we have, of course, a live audience here. Yes, we do right here in the studio. Yeah, see, and they're here and they love us. We're humbled. We're humbled with the doggie. Yeah. Uh, he's so such a sweetheart. He's such a sweetheart. I need to get his approval for all the humor. Okay. But anyways, so, uh, you know, wash your hands, brush okay. your teeth, floss, and stop spreading this uh, friggin' virus. Last week was a Paris fashion show. Stella McCartney used her latest show as an opportunity to make a statement about fur in fashion. The fashion designer sent models down the runway wearing giant, you know, wearing giant animal costumes during the show of her fall-winter 2020 collection. The purpose was to protest the use of fur in the fashion industry. Alongside models strutting down the catwalk, in the designer's collection were a handful of people dressed as animals wearing giant caricature heads. The furry characters on the runway included a rabbit, a fox, cows, a zebra, an alligator, and a beaver. So that was like, you know, wearing, I think wearing parts I, of I humans. personally think it, it's a bit much. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, Sesame Street, you know, it just didn't look good. But she, wearing humans, in other words, she, I mean, going I give her runway. credit for being original. I mean, she's not afraid of people like me a making a comment, and she wanted to be. She wanted a reaction, and if anybody can make a difference, she can make a difference. 
Um, well, you're in her camp. She wouldn't be afraid of you making a comment. She just wants. She doesn't care. She's like, been criticized before. Yeah. And I, by, by the way, I think she, I like her designs. I mean, she's very innovative, and she's got a, an A list of of uh, clients. You know, I know your favorite Megan Markle. Megan Markle is a client. Why does is she sympathetic to animal causes? Megan Markle. I don't know what she is, but she's is she, uh, she's uh, she's what Stella designs for her or designed a few clothes for, for her. Prince Harry's wife. There, yeah, the crazy one. But they're, they're they've been defrocked and dethroned, and they're, yeah, they're, yeah. And meanwhile, they're living in a seven million dollar house in Vancouver Island. So yeah. Then there's Rihanna, who's also a client. Amal Clooney, I think she's the wife of... Uh, That's right, the leader. Lebanese wife of uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. And Taylor what is, what, Swift. What, does Amal Clooney, singer. is he sympathetic to animals? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, if you're inclined well, to Stella McCartney, you must have some kind of that brings uh, empathy up. or compassion for animals. Because she doesn't use animals in any of... No, it's all full leather. She, she's... No animals, zeros, nada. Ladies and gentlemen out there, beautiful people. By the people. way, she made a tuxedo for walking that he kept uh, wearing. That, uh, Who's this? Walking Phoenix that he kept wearing over and over again. That, she made this, 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 this We also had a guest a couple of weeks ago, that beautiful person. Yeah. Who was tight with uh, walking Phoenix. Yes. But listen, we, 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 we are not full of uh, caca in this, on this show, okay? We live, eat. We are very consistent, very credible. So what did we watch last night? The Schwarzenegger movie there, the challenge, this whatever that's called, the challenge. The game changer. The game changer and Schwarzenegger, you need it, you need it. I love the man. He's Mr. Muscles, won the Olympic, uh, Mr. Olympian, yeah, uh, yeah. Olympian, what, two, three, four, five, six times, I don't know, you need it. And, and, and that friggin' documentary was fantastic. Yes, it was. Okay. And uh, what, what, the, what is it about the points of... of Converting to a vegan, yeah. you know, uh, lifestyle and vegetarian, yeah. and how it improves uh, performance, performance and muscles and health. And what yeah. a fantastic game changing! Yeah, very good. But now, now the reason I bring it up, you ask, ask me why I brought it up. Why did you bring it up? Because you got this big macho, big hala guy. Okay, this guy's ripped. Okay, and uh, he's helping the beautiful African peoples. In Zimbabwe. southeastern Africa, in Zimbabwe, used to be called Rhodesia. Uh, anyways, I, and he's helping the poor native dudes there, and he's the a rangers. big yeah, the Rangers. And I don't mean Texas Ranger Chuck Norris, but he's down there, okay. Yeah. And 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 you know, he's just to be credited. So he's saving these rhinoceroses, elephants, is, rhinos, rhinos. Yeah, even elephants. You're right. Just, there was an yeah. elephant in the Schwarzenegger movie that showed an elephant's face missing. Okay. Just for the friggin' ivory. People are sick. The poachers are sick mofos. They truly are. But anyways, you get this big, huge, buff Australian guy who's trained him in martial arts and hunting. Not hunting, but I mean to protect against these poachers and defending these animals. And then he turns to the camera person, the interviewer, okay? And this is not a spoiler. Thing. you got to watch this movie. It's, it's, it's What is it, on Netflix? It's on Netflix. The Game Changers on Netflix. Whatever. Go get it for two ninety nine or free on Netflix or something. And the guy says, then I was full of shit. And that's what the, but I can't do an Australian accent. And he says, here I am saving rhinoceri, or whatever the plural of that is, and elephants, and helping these local Aboriginal people here in Zimbabwe protect against these scumbag poachers. And then I sit down and I'm eating animals. And I'm a carnivore and all that. So, you know, the guy became a vegetarian or a vegan. God bless him, whatever the guy's yeah. name is. Nancy, so we live, eat, and breathe that. So on a Saturday night, instead of buying fur, we're watching that movie. Correct, yeah, Nancy? because, you know, in my, all my free time, I go running around buying fur. Right. Okay. No, but I'm saying, but look at the movie. Look how we, we, we practice what we preach. We watch that movie. Yeah. And it's, it's good for Schwarzenegger. It's called, um, I'd like to invite a Professor Francioni from uh, Pennsylvania, and he's the one who coined the term moral schizophrenia, and that's what's going on. We love our dogs, our cats, we want to save the chimps and all that, and then we go home and eat our chickens and our steaks. And exactly. I'm not judging right now, I'm, I'm just well, I'm trying judging. to want to understand, I'm judging. so I'd like to have that professor. Because you guys wouldn't eat fluffy, you know, you wouldn't take a dog or cat, stick him in a fry pan. But then why do we potatoes. say it's wrong for the Chinese people to eat dogs and cats? It's like, it's wrong. for me, it's a wrong, just across the board, okay. it's wrong. So in across a, the board, if you, humans and, I mean, humans and non-humans are not edible Objects. You know, if that nice man in the movie can call us, and he didn't want to be hypocrite, he was helping uh, fight against the poachers, 
And he said he's no longer going to eat animals. It's just wonderful. So, uh, you know, and so we live and eat. We're not full of you know what. And by the way, uh, over the weekend, Friday night, I had this Impossible Burger. Unbelievable. Yeah. Tasted just phenomenal. Yeah, they're very good. Nancy, it was impossible. And even a little hint of red raw meat stuff, which I was never into anyways. You know what I'm saying? So this is getting me too excited in this show, Nancy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is getting very exciting. All right, so on February 7th, yes, February 7th. What date is today, Nancy? It's not March 1st, March the 8th. But on February 7th, Maryland's new law, the Puppy Mill Act, banning the sale of dogs and cats at retail stores, survived constitutional challenges by pet stores and others. I'm really happy that Maryland's done something here. Four pet stores, a dog breeder and a dog broker, sued in August to block the law, which took effect January 1st, 2020. The law bans pet stores from selling dogs and cats, but encourages them to collaborate with animal welfare groups to showcase dogs from shelters, animal control units, and local breeders. U.S. District Judge Ellen Hollander said she found ample evidence that state lawmakers had a rational basis for enacting the statute. The court said the new law may nudge consumers towards shelters, thereby increasing adoptions and reducing the euthanasia rate. At a minimum, the act removes Maryland pet stores as a source of income for puppy mills, advancing the goal of preventing animal cruelty. The court rejected the plaintiff's argument that the act violates the Commerce Clause by giving competitive advantage to in-state breeders and brokers. The court concluded that in-state and out-of-state breeders are similarly disadvantaged by the act's prohibition on retail store sales. By good constitutional arguments on both sides. Okay, because Commerce Clause, free flow of goods. Uh, the first law of this kind took effect in January 2019 in California. Unlike Maryland's blanket ban on the sale of dogs and cats by pet stores, California law prohibits pet stores from selling a dog, cat, or rabbit unless it came from an animal shelter or rescue. And that is beautiful yeah. on California's part. I'm okay? not sure, but I think also California allows, if you're like a, a part-time breeder, you know, you breed as opposed to a commercial breeder. I think you're allowed to do that in California. I'm not sure unless they change that. But just for you people who live in Maryland, I just want you to know that the plaintiffs in this case, which are the people you need to stay away from as much as possible, are for Just Puppies, Inc., doing business as Just Puppies Towson, Just Puppies of Maryland, Inc., doing business as Just Puppies Rockville, Charm City Puppies, LLC, doing business as Charm City Puppies and Boutique, Today's Pet, Inc., doing business as Today's Pet, and there's Jody Hancock doing business as Sobrat LLC, doing business as Pinnacle Pet. Um, there are plaintiffs Jonathan Kagan, Megan Cooper Borgerson, Stephen B. Stern. These are all... Um, enablers, puppy mill enablers, yeah. the bad people, yes? These are the bad people, and uh, maybe Stephen B. Stern is an attorney, I'm not sure, but stay away from just puppies and Jody Hancock. Uh, stay away from those people. Uh, they may appeal this decision. I don't know, um, but uh, actually, because Maine, they facilitate, right? Nancy? They facilitate and enable puppy mills instead of going to your local rescue and getting a cutie pie right. dog, cat, rabbit, whatever. Yeah. And usually, it's these clean. dogs that are bred, yes. they're defective. Well, that's true too. They're defective. That's true. It's a good thing that um, tell them people what defect. Tell them this what defect. They, they, they're, 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 there's a lot of inbreeding going on, and they have heart conditions. Yeah. And they're uh, they'll more lie to you. They'll tell you that it's a pure. That the, like in California, they'll tell you it's a purebred. Then when you take, give the dog a bath, instead of the fur being right. black, it's a white. But they're also more susceptible to diseases. They're more susceptible to diseases. They actually come. They're in, not only are the babies, you know, come in, they have infections or their their immune system is is low, but the parents. Or the, can you imagine the mother just constantly being impregnated like a cow and having sick. how many how many healthy babies can you possibly have exactly. if you're constantly giving birth? So to even pups? if you don't care about the animals, you don't have a heart enough to care about the animals and the the making a machine out of the the, the mother dog, the mother, the mother is a machine, and also in dirty if, conditions. A lot of right, them. Right, but even if you don't care about animals, couldn't care less, and you're you're pretty scummy. 
then look to your kids because you might care about your kids. So your little girl Linda or your little boy Roger might fall in love with a defective dog or cat. They'll get arthritis. They'll drop dead at a premature age. Do you want to subject your little Roger, little Linda to that? Even right. if you don't give a damn about the uh, the animals. And they did a lot of that during the 101 Dalmatians. They bred a whole bunch. Then people oh, were yeah. getting those poor dogs. They became very, very they, fashionable. Yeah, and then they fell ill and they would abandon them at all. Yeah, the, so. the, the dogs born from, from these uh, machine, these factory farm mills are not are not healthy. Do the right thing, people. I mean, you may have a few that are healthy, but then for sure the mother is unhealthy. You're just buying into uh, a barbaric, vul- vulgar, vi- bad business. It's just wrong. Um, but Maine is also getting on board. It enacted laws, uh, one law prohibiting the sale of cats and dogs in stores. Also, New York is contemplating a pen store ban. So a lot of states, a lot of cities. New York is really getting on the wagon with this. Uh, are there any pet stores that are good, or you just recommend the, the people to go to shelters? Uh, any, I would, I, my cats come from, a, I mean, I would recommend shelters. I do not recommend that you go to a pet store. Okay. Uh, a shelter for sure. Research but, the shelter. Uh, you know, for Maybe example, I have Wagmore is uh, there's, there's a Wag Wagmore has a shelter in Sherman Oaks or Studio City, and Ellen DeGeneres and a few other famous people, celebrities, they get their dogs and cats from that place. I don't think they have cats, maybe just dogs. And someone I know just adopted a dog from that place, paid five hundred dollars for just a regular rescue dog, huh. part pit, part something else, and uh, the dogs has some. Uh, uh, some health issues right now, yeah. so we research your rescue. Yeah, we very, better return. Very caref- we have to return Ellen's call. Yes, but we can't really dance on this show and show the public they were dancing with her because she's yeah. famous for dancing with the okay. audience members. Okay, gotta, all right. We're gonna have her on the show. Ellen. We should. She's a big animal advocate, she, by the way. Yeah, a lot she's of got yeah, like big, she's and she, they're all rescues. Ellen's dogs, and huh. anyway, what else do we have? Well, you know, in, in two thousand, I don't know why, but I thought of Barbara Streisand's clone dog. You have an opinion on clone dogs or cats? I don't think it's a good idea no? to clone dogs. Clone There's dog. only one dog, and you can't. This is your dog, and and it's supposed to have it all the same manner. Just go get another dog. You know, plus how <laughs> cloning is so we have, we're not really advanced. Your well, clone dog yeah. is going to be a defective dog. But Barbara Streisand has a clone dog, so she's probably going to call in. And when she calls, we got to make some time for her, okay? For sure. Barbara Streisand. I, I don't like her anyway. So. Well, sh- give her a chance to call I don't like her. State her peace. That's not nice. She thinks she's, uh, she's special. Gifted. She is gifted. And she she is has special. to charge a gazillion dollars she's for people special. to go see her show so the regular idiot can go and see her show. That's right. Because if you're regular, them. you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, folks, in 2018, Ann Keat Agarwal and a research scientist... Somaya Srivastava launched Kanpur Flower Cycling Private Limited. The small company, based in India, initially made incense from leftover temple flowers. One day, they noticed a dense, fibrous material growing out of the unused flower fibers. The texture resembled leather in terms of elasticity and strength. Eventually, they figured out, in the process of turning flower petals into vegan leather, they just found that evolution. They discovered something. Yes. Eureka moment. Epiphany. The company gathers around 2.7 tons of flowers in Kanpur, India, daily. Flowers are sorted by species. The petals, which are used to make the leather, are broken down by hand. A flower-based compound is used to turn the petals into vegan leather or fleather. That is so cute, fleather. Yeah. Over, it's like Flubber with Fred McMurray, that old movie. Over a period of three weeks, fleather is formed. Fleather can be used to make handbags, shoes, apparel, and other products. That is fascinating so and exciting. So this is the leftover from incense. So they make the incense and then they make this. So It's exciting. So actually, this is called upcycling. Do you know what upcycling is? So I what know. they do is they take a discarded object or material like this, like the petal flowers. Like the artificial flowers, maybe? No, artificial, no, these are real flowers. These are real flowers. They make incense, and then they take the remains and 
they reuse it in such a way to make the product a better quality or better value. So you're upcycling, you're taking something and you're improving on it. Uh, actually, the, the, in 2019, Fleather won the UN Sustainability Award and caught the fashion industry's attention. And I love um, the word, Fleather. A few Italian designers are already uh, making deals with this company to uh, to buy their Fleather. Uh, so I think I it's, the uh, it's pretty You're making cool. leather out of flowers, so it's Fleather. That's yeah, they use old flowers. And then, oh, actually, you can also make uh, full leather from pineapple, apple corn, coconut waste mushrooms so there are ways to we don't need to to uh to take the poor cow's skin to uh to we'll make see leather. leather suits or flavor leather shoes yeah leather suits leather, leather clothes suits. so let's call william wheaton this is yeah and have a ch- chat with well him. you know the first question out of the bag is i'm double you know of course i need to know if he was on yeah. star trek the next generation now he was just a boy a young man when he was on the next generation <laughs> let's see Let's ring William. You know what I'm saying? It could be. And, and maybe he knows Jean-Luc Picard. Right? Hello, William. Hello? William? Yes, he's there. Are you here there? Yes. Um, okay. Oh, I'm on the air? Yeah, you're on the air, William. This is Nancy. Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to clarify that uh, I'm actually not a Wheaton from Star Trek. <laughs> but, but but you know what? Welcome. This is William Mayoff. Listen, welcome. But I bet you, I'm no, not, we're that, not the first person. Not the first time that has yeah. ever come up. But, in my, I actually get his fan mail by accident frequently. Do you open it? Yeah, I open it, and it's 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 like uh, I don't know. People think that he can make them famous. Yeah. And I have to be like, I'm not him, so he can't. He's not an agent. You know, he's looking for work right now. But I think he was on. But, yeah. you know, we're into the original Star Trek, William Shatner, and all that. But I think he was on maybe a, a season or two tops, and then uh, Oblivion, right? Oblivion. Well, yeah, he, he was. He is one thing I do know about him is that he is one of the few child stars that hasn't really gone, gone downhill in terms of like drugs and crime yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, welcome, Will. William. So he's so I respect him. So, but. Yeah, no, so no, I'm not that guy. We're, we're not the least, we're not the least deflated. He's probably a carnivore and all that, so who knows? So whatever. Uh, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm certainly not, but uh, welcome. I'm about as vegan as it gets. So wow. tell us a little bit about good. Uh, about your podcast. You have a well, podcast. wait, wait. Tell us you ta- started as a child and all that. Just give us a mini biography. Who we're talking to and all that. Yeah, before we get to the podcast. Who, who we okay, yeah. I, I give it quick. Quick biography, yeah. Um, so with my childhood, uh, I was raised in a wealthy uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant background in outside of uh, Boston originally. My mother's father is actually David Matthewson, who invented the M14 assault rifle. Hey, it's yeah, an interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> Chad, Chad just yeah. So I has got. I had a very different childhood, even from a very early age. Uh, in my young age, as a young man. I spent a lot of time in New York City trying to establish a writing career. Um, the two things that I did in my 30s that might be notable is that I flipped over and became a right-wing talk show host for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, uh, like I was like the militia guy on the air for a little bit. Okay. And then the, uh, the other one was that I was a private good. investigator. For a little while. So I was a PI at a firm down where you guys are. I work for Jambi Tucker and Associates down in LA. Does it still exist? So. I might need your service. No, Jambi Tucker. Jambi Tucker, this is ironic. The world's leading authority on, probably the world's leading authority on Jewish organized crime, yes. died from his weight. Oh, look at that. So he was a PI for 40 years working on all kinds of crazy mafia and the Hungarians and this and that. But but he, he actually passed away because of complications related to his weight. Oh my! Well, uh, which I almost did too, but but right. that is where I became vegan. Though is that I had a problem for many years that I was uh, overweight. I was like five seven, two hundred and forty pounds. Uh, started to develop some serious health problems related to that. See, and, and you thought uh, you had you Will Wheaton on for different reasons, and now look how this brand. No, this is very th- interesting. This is um, glued. So you became a vegan, and you lost a bunch of weight, and all your numbers improved. Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was only five pounds overweight this morning. 
Yeah, this was like three years ago. So, I lost like 75 pounds and reversed like a couple different medical but things. you're an amazing, beautiful wonderman here. So how do you get rid of all the urges to nosh and do all that did you, stuff? Did, so first of question, did you do it overnight? Did you just start uh, going uh, overnight? First of all, you break your ankle and you get stuck in a wheelchair for three months. Wow, okay. Wow, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, and I almost died on the way to the hospital because, you know, the silent killer they got there, the, the undiagnosed high blood pressure with wow. the uh, ankle injury, almost took me out. Oh, wow. And then, uh, and then I was stuck in a uh, wheelchair for three months with a with a not the greatest caregiver in the world either. But the, but, the, uh, but when I get, when I got out of that situation though, uh, I started rapidly doing research on diet and stuff like that. And I was like, well, they're telling me the doctors are telling me that I've got like uh, high cholesterol as well as high blood pressure, but. You know, all the diets are telling me to still be eating uh, fish and chicken. I was like, what? there's no reason why you should be adding additional cholesterol, you know, to treat people with high blood pressure. So I just took out animal byproduct because that was, you know, additional cholesterol. Well, well, did they, ever, I, did they yeah. ever put you on a statin drug for your cholesterol? They never put me on a statin drug. I, I'm actually still on high blood pressure medication, but I know I was able to get rid of high cholesterol without... Actually, this is really interesting. Last time I got my blood checked, my total cholesterol was seven points higher because my HDL, my good cholesterol, yeah, yeah, yeah. was 69, which is only usually really found in very athletic women. Oh, my. So, but 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 your high blood uh, pressure, you're still taking high blood pressure medication and the veganism didn't cure that. That's it. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, no, they been, my doctor thinks that has yeah it didn't cure that it made it much more treatable it didn't yeah. completely cure it the other stuff it completely cured my prediabetes was gone my okay. metabolic syndrome was gone and then all my lipid numbers were perfect. And you're a stud pony now. <laughs> so what? what? You're a stud pony now, Will William. You that'd no, William be great. Yeah, I'm a stud pony at 42. All of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a stud pony. <laughs> <laughs> we got William to laugh. So, so William was that a good question before? It's like so you were basically just a regular eating catch potato. You could tell know, him chicken eating person, whatever yeah. eggs, and then did so suddenly you did your research, and then overnight you became well. A he vegan. broke his ankle, and they tested him, and they uh, found that they had high blood pressure. No, I know, but the thing is, some people it's hard for them to. Did you do it like changes. gradually? Did you make the change gradually was it suddenly yeah, how did you, you get hurt? Uh, my you... experience is my medical situation was so bad that it was absolutely clear to me that it absolutely had to change then or i was going to get full-on diabetes and they were going to have to hack off my foot okay oh, that's boy. pretty much how it got Good or, or worse that i might not live right. you know particularly long you know right. Good incentive. That's pretty good incentive, yeah. So, so and then I adopted the animal rights stuff after that. And so okay, how, Nancy, uh, you're, you're, go ahead. So uh, I had a question, but I forgot. So how long ago was this that you became a vegan? Uh, well, I was plant-based. I wasn't full. I was still buying leather and stuff. But like three years ago, I became plant-based. That's when I lost okay. all the weight. And then about a year into that, I became more of a full ethical vegan, and I became especially, uh, I would say, a disciple and an adherent, which a lot of vegans aren't, but really a specifically a disciple of the original writings of the Vegan Society founder, Donald Watson. So let's talk a little and, uh, bit about Donald Watson. Who is he? Yeah, okay. Most people don't know this. Even most vegans don't know about this. No. Donald Watson was a British woodworker by profession that was born in 1910 and lived, and you'll get this for everybody that wants to tell you that vegan diet's bad for you, he lived until 2005. Do the math. The founder of veganism was a British woodworker 95. that lived to be 95 wow. years of age. Wow. Wow, wow. And there are pictures of him. You go online and look up pictures of Donald Watson. And you'll see this pictures of this guy standing on the top of mountains in his 80s and 90s. Wow. That he was still, yeah, that he was still a mountain climber. So, so okay, so now a lot of people will tell you that veganism is not about health or it's about ethics or, well, essentially, though, what happened was when Donald Watson was a kid, he, uh, 
he saw his his uncle uh, slaughter a pig. This was in rural England, and he wanted no part of that. So he originally became for ethical reasons, huh. and then this is uh, Watson you're talking about. when he when he went full vegan when he took egg and dairy uh, egg and dairy out of his diet. Excuse me. Um, he noticed that he could ride his bicycle twice as far a day. So the birth of the ethical vegan stuff and the birth of the uh, plant-based health movement is actually pretty much the same guy at the same moment in history. It's, it's kind of interesting. So, so how did he, so he, okay, so actually that's kind of what happened with my father. My father was a closet vegetarian and back in Italy in those days, in rural Italy, they would, you know, do that. They just raise animals and, and um, whenever they'd kill a pig or a cow or something, he'd run away. And Whoa. and eventually he moved to Canada. And I, I swear, he was a closet vegetarian, and he never explained why. Maybe he was too proud. But I think that, that just got to him. It's just like, no, I, I can't. I think if more people saw the process, how it was done, we'd have more plant-based people. Oh, that's the truth. But um, Yeah, it's true. There's just, it's kind of it's a strange like sleep of consciousness that people have and they have it about two different things they have it about all the animal rights stuff where it's uh we'll see a dog it's one day i saw a dog running through the streets and they were closing off traffic to stop save this dog crossing the street but they were doing that in front of a kentucky fried chicken yeah exactly. yeah so, so you get that and then you get this other one that is one that is more on the health one is We'll walk down the street, you'll see a blind person, you'll see somebody who's missing a leg, you'll sort of gasp in shock uh, at a blind person or someone in a wheelchair, but you won't have the same response to somebody who's obese, which is funny, because being blind or being in a wheelchair won't kill you in and of themselves, but being obese will. It's it's an interesting psychology, trying to understand that. Yeah, well, yeah I spent a lot of time trying to think about that and how it is that the people become trapped in the carnist pattern. But I think once you're out of it for either reason, whether you're out of it for the ethical reason or that you're out of it for the health reason, once you're out of it, you're sort of, it's an easy jump from one to the other or back the other way. Well, like I said, yeah. we were watching the Schwarzenegger movie. What's the title? Game of it? Changers. The Game Changers. Game Changers. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. We just saw it last night and this big buff Australian guy who was helping the natives there and said, why we protect the rhinoceros and the elephants and all that. He said, here I am protecting, you know, because of the poachers and those scumbag people. And then I'd go home here in Africa and I'd eat, you know, animal or whatever it was. And he said, I was full of shit. And that, that was his words. And uh, he saw the hypocrisy in that. And then he he stopped that. That was it's beautiful. Then it goes through all of the, your Will Wheaton, the clear, you know, they took the... Uh, they took this movie was so good last night. This documentary that we saw. The, the I've movie. seen it. It's excellent. I've seen it. They, and they took these athletes. You see, and they showed them that their blood sample clear, and they showed they get bigger erections and all that. That's going to appeal to a whole bunch of people across the globe if they want bigger nighttime erections and all that to go vegan, right? Will and Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I didn't have a problem with that before, to be honest, but like. <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm, kid, I'm kidding. I, didn't I am put here, standing here, <clears throat> William. I'm I didn't standing here because spot for that. I, yeah. I, I'm kidding around, but I'm saying that was right, part, right. that was part of the subject. <laughs> really, I didn't bring it up because you're the caller. Trust me, <clears throat> because I've, only, I've heard only good things. Okay, uh, but but you know, yeah. those three guys. It was funny, but but look at the benefits. It just become a vegan, and even if you go vegetarian on the way up there, I think it's just fantastic all around. Really. Right, oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's it saved my life medically. I'm absolutely sure of it. And you know, also, I, I mean that that's and then the ethical issue is there too. And it's like, well, if all these animals are being tortured and killed, and what what purpose does it serve? And it's like, the purpose it serves is to make America sick. Exactly. Well, some people would like that. Doesn't to, make a lot of sense. Yeah, well, not yeah, but to, to pharmaceutical companies that uh, to uh, you know to medical, keep us sick. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I believe they want to keep us sick. But I think the for me, what um, a very important point that Arnold Schwarzenegger brought up. Is, Arnold, Arnold, I yes, love Arnold. Is that yeah. you, know, you can't? And I personally, in my personal life, I don't. You, you can't. I don't. I, I practice what he said. Don't preach to people. Don't go telling people you have to do this. You have to do that. You try to ease them into it. You know, like and it's the first time I heard them. Arnold swear. 
swear. I yeah. first time I heard Schwarzenegger swear, and he said they'll say fuck you to you know you be gentle with them and suggest them. Show them the movie. That's all. So so tell us a little bit about your podcast. What's sure. it called and what's it about? Uh, it's called Vegan Talk uh, or Vegan. It's sometimes it's sometimes listed as Vegan Talk with William Wheaton. Sometimes it's uh, listed as Vegan Talk with Adrian Kramer and William Wheaton. Okay. Um, because I've been using Adrian as a as a co-host for a while. I'm I'm not sure she may be too busy because she's a stunt woman. So oh, wow. she she uh, we have to I have to talk to her about scheduling because she might yeah she might have to leave the show just because her other stuff is so impressive. Where she's a trapeze artist and she's a wow you know right. She's a but, uh, artist and she's uh, I'm uh, she's but, plant based right. I'm assuming that yeah plant based she vegan. Plant-based. Yeah she's. Uh, She's just, yeah, she's just a local vegan. I met her at a vegan potluck, and she was like, the thing that one of the better, uh, like, she's a, she's a trapeze artist, but she can't work circuses because she's a vegan. She can't work circuses. Well, animal circuses. Right. right, yeah, she can't do the animal circuses, yeah. so she's got to do the trapeze stuff well, elsewhere. She's a stunt woman, right? and she's vegan. It's beautiful because, yeah, you know, the, one of the premises, I hate to keep going back to the movie, but you know they say gorillas yeah. and gorillas and you know and horses and all they're all vegan. Anyway, back to your podcast. Right. And you have what else do you do? So what, talk, what is the podcast, the podcast about? <clears throat> podcast is just about you know vegan issues, which could be health. It could be uh, uh, you know uh, also ethical issues, um, or it could be even. Uh, no, other things. We had an argument about whether it's uh, vegan or not to watch horror movies. What kind of movies? Uh, what kind of movies? Horror movies. Horror movies. We had that was the Halloween episode. As we got in the debate about horror movies, that was hilarious. But why? Why would uh, I mean? I'm not a fan what? of horror movies, but I don't understand the connection in between how, veganism and. Well, horror. Adrian was sort of like you know it sort of promotes violence, and then I said. I'm I'm kind of opposed to this. Interesting. Uh, I guess Adrian didn't really know this, but I had done a lot of preparatory study on this one weird thing. But I, I like I'm opposed to laws that would prohibit horror movie watching because they could be used to block ag gag. You know, they could be an ag gag mechanism, legally kind of, and that that had actually happened in the UK in the 80s that a movie that contained real slaughterhouse footage was placed on a ban, a list of banned horror films, mostly. Oh. Yeah, so we appreciate oh, the reaction. Because that movie, that. it was, this, that's really funny, is the British government in the 80s illegalized a horror movie with footage of, wow. uh, of uh, animal footage, uh, but not actual slaughterhouses. Wow. So the representation was a bigger deal than the actual slaughterhouses. Right, 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 right. Because, uh, that film Faces of Death was banned in England yeah. in the eighties, but it, it has like actual slaughterhouse footage in it. Right, right, right. We don't want that to be censored, so we're anti gag stuff. We want the full dissemination. Yeah, but they of- keep you- yeah, yeah, yeah. So so all these weird laws they have over in England wow. uh where they're banning all these horror movies and stuff. We don't we don't want that stuff here because then they could use that to, to ban, you know, ban like Dominion. You know? Agreed. So yeah, talk, talk, yeah, they could ban all the footage of uh, what's going down in the factory farm. So, William, uh, so what do you do for working out if you work out? What a segue that was from horror movies and slaughter to uh, do, what do you do to work? Working out? out? Do you exercise, walk? And all this stuff? Oh, you got to know that I got to exercise. You got to know I exercise a lot. Well, this is another thing that I do that people think I'm just sort of insane for doing it. Is that I'll just get my shoes on, get my. Uh, phone and plug it into youtube and maybe smoke some cannabis and walk 30 miles like i'll walk the distance of las vegas on a day and i'll just just walk walk from las vegas downtown las vegas to the border of henderson and walk right back look at you um, and that's amazing because you live in new york so you have to walk from new york to (laughs) vegas that's amazing wow that is uh i live in new york wait wait, i'm kidding i'm kidding so you do this on a daily basis you do this every now and then right what oh i do this fairly often actually yeah during the summer i do it quite a bit so you you live in just go to the gym and stuff but yeah but i think just walking like 30 miles on little food you are or amazing. even fasting when i do it you're amazing but we're going to keep this generalized so you live in nevada somewhere yeah i live in las vegas 
Okay. And Live in downtown Las Vegas. Very good. So if you probably don't go to any of the casinos because now there's a concern that people have to bring their towelettes, the sterilizing towelettes to sterilize everything. So the corona, you know, they're trying to reduce their consumption of corona beer. They're trying to use the towelettes to, for anything for, to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Actually, do you yeah. know that the Venetian has a plant-based restaurant now? Uh, oh, we got, oh, the, the Las Vegas vegan community is huge. That's the reason why my, my life got saved was because I was running into health problems related to animal byproduct consumption at the time that the Las Vegas area was opening up what is now close to 30 vegan, more than 30 vegan restaurants wow. at this point in the Las Vegas area. Are there, are there any on the Strip, any of these restaurants on the Strip? Uh, I think, well, you can find places with vegan options. Modern Vegan is not too far from the Strip. That's like over by Hard Rock, what used to be uh, the Hard Rock uh, uh, Hard Rock Cafe, Cancino okay. and Cafe thing that they had over there. Like that, they, uh, there's Modern Vegan is right next to there. That's pretty close to the Strip. But it's opening yeah, up. I mean, but there's you, 30 you, vegan restaurants. That's so. wonderful because historically you get stupid prime rib in Vegas and that was it, so... It's great to hear that they're opening their eyes and having all the... No, no, there's even the expression, no, because we got the influx of everybody from Northern California where the property value was too high. They all moved here. It's true. Because my rent is like 600 a month. Wow, goodness gracious. So, so, yeah, so there's actually like a, the expression lost vegans. Okay, I like that. I like that. So before we let you go, because we're out of time, can you let us know if somebody wants to listen to your podcast, what do they have to do? Vegan Talk on, uh, go to Anchor FM and look up uh, Vegan Talk with William Wheaton. They'll find it. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. I love your show. And I'm super flattered to be on the same show that had Peter Singer on the week before. That's awesome. Just wonderful people. That's so nice of you. We're all in it together. And Ingrid Newkirk was here a couple months ago. I I sainted her. You know, I put her, made her a saint. William made her a saint. He sainted her. I made her a saint. How can I be on the same show that has Peter Singer and Ingrid Newkirk? (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're all in it together. We want you back. We want you back. But of course, I never respect the time around here but you know she had a hand you know the crash dummies we see all over the place with the cars the automobiles and all that she had a hand yeah. in developing this this is ingrid newkirk the founder ceo yeah. whatever of of uh, of uh of she, pizza she, uh, she had, she had her hand with the crash dummies they would use animals to yeah, freaking crash them back and forth william monkeys, Wheaton. But they, they use yeah, monkeys but yeah. you have dummies but thanks years, to her isn't that great isn't that something that she should be recognized for yeah, my, my co-host interviewed her back in the day before she was on my show. My co-host interviewed uh, Ingrid. Yeah, she's an amazing woman. So amazing all things person. are interconnected. Yes, we are. Amen. And you're well, an amazing person. All right. Too. So thanks for being on Great talking show. to you, people. Okay, Same good luck. Great having me show. on. Okay, thanks a million. Thank good you. luck to you. Thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Nancy, another student. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.